are listening to the SLT Podcast, a resource to encourage and equip Liberty Christian School families for a Christ-centered life. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the SLT Podcast. In the previous episode of our new series on culture, we started our discussion on redefining success by unpacking how the definitions of success and accomplishment in life are very different from the biblical Christ-centered perspective versus the rest of the world and what it has to say. We identified how there's nothing wrong with pursuing and even pushing our kids to be successful with their grades, activities, and future careers, as long as we're careful to avoid tangling up our personal value and worth in those worldly things, which can have some pretty serious negative consequences, it turns out. In this episode, we'll continue the conversation by focusing on the solution side of things and talking about how Liberty students, staff, and families can build a culture where we praise and value Christ-like character over any award or accomplishment. So let's jump on in. Um, and on the flip side of this too, I recently talked to a student and got to just encourage them and share with them that some other girls in middle school had just been talking about how they wanted to be friends with that girl because she just didn't talk bad about other people, that she was consistent yeah. and she had no idea this was coming. She had she wanted to talk to me about something else and it was just the sweetest thing ever for mm, me to get to so speak cool. life into her and see her face light up and be like, this is... I get to participate in hopefully some of these turning points and parents, we get to do that for your kids, for your kids, friends, that when you speak life into them, it's a turning point in a completely different way. So we've identified a lot of the potential consequences of, you know, defining success by accomplishments and by achievements rather than, you know, character traits and Christ-like things in to get on the solution side, which is always where we want to go as our podcasts and our heart is to encourage and equip our families um, to live Christ-centered lives, is to provide you with you know suggestions for how we think as youth pastors who are so privileged to partner with you in helping your students become more Christ-like. Is there a healthy biblical way to encourage our students to strive for excellence, which is you know not just a biblical principle, but it's one of our warrior way principles, without becoming too focused on their accomplishments and worldly successes in terms of their personal worth and value? Like, how do you find that balance? Yeah, no, Sam, that's a really good question. Uh, and I think there, I think there is an answer. Like, I think it's, you know, we look at God's word and how he's created us, you know, how to work and how to live. And we even see before sin entered into the world that Adam and Eve would work hard to subdue and cultivate the earth, right? Like there is a work that God has called us to do. We look at Ephesians, uh, and in chapter two, it says that we're God's handiwork, created in Christ to do good works that God prepared for us to do in advance. Like God has us here for a purpose and a reason and to work hard and to accomplish. Mm -hmm. um, and your child has been created by God to do something. Yeah. He has, she has a purpose in life that God created him or her to do for his kingdom. Yeah. And it's not to get a trophy in third grade. Okay. <laughs> it's not to just get a 4.0 at Liberty Christian. Mm -hmm. right. If that is the purpose that yeah. God created your child for, then our God we has very, a really small God, a very yeah. small God, right? Yeah. Like God has something so much bigger for our kids than we yeah. could even think or imagine. Mm -hmm. yeah. And when we limit our kids' potential so to just accomplish worldly things of what it finds to be valuable, like we are doing a disservice to our kids mm -hmm. and we are doing a disservice to building the kingdom of God, right? Yeah. And so one of the big things that 
has just been weighty on my heart becoming a father is that like it's my and my wife's responsibility to instill in our kids what is valuable mm-hmm. and worthy to pursue with their life. Mm-hmm. Like that's my role that God gave me because God gave me and my wife our kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Caleb, Judah, and Elias, those are my boys that God entrusted me with. And so it's my responsibility to show them what this world is, is for, like what their purpose is, what our purpose is by God. And so one of these big things is in Philippians chapter two, verse three, it says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility, value others above yourselves. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's a very difficult thing in our context, in um, a school setting, because your kids, my kids are responsible for their work. And so like, their work, it's their grades. They have to work on their things to accomplish what they need to accomplish. Mm. Um, but at a very basic level, uh, we tell our kids often uh, that no thing is more valuable than anybody. Mm, that's good. Right? Like no thing is more valuable than anybody. Like every person you meet in life is infinitely more valuable than anything else you see. Any material possession, any Pokemon card, <laughs> like anything that's too real, but anything <laughs> in like our home or in our house or any achievement that we want to have, like that pales in comparison to who God made, that we are created for relationships, that we are created to love and serve and build up each other Mm -hmm. and to build the kingdom of God. I want to try to instill in my boys that our life is not about us. And so as an exercise, like as a family, like I think this is a really good thing, especially for mom and dads, like write out the characteristics that you believe are the most important ones that you want your child to have. This is for a grade, by the way. Yes. <laughs> Again, send it to Courtney Crenshaw at oh, my LCS. Yes. Oh, I would love that. Please send that to me. <laughs> um, but I think I think Sam, I think this is a really cool thing that you've instilled down in lower school that yeah. you know, instead of just praise performance of our kids, that hey, you're working really hard and doing good things. Um, can you share what that's about? Yeah, totes. Um, so in lower school, you know, we have themes every year for spiritual life to just kind of help make it fun. We do monthly spiritual disciplines and things. Um, but something else we do at our monthly chapels is, um, I reach out to the teachers and I ask them to pick a boy and a girl in each grade that have really exemplified the monthly spiritual discipline, um, over that past month so that when they're at chapel, those students can be announced and honored and they're given an award, um, this year because we're called warrior city and it's about like construction and building a Christ-like community. It's Mm -hmm. called the builder of the month. Sam has a hammer. I do. Then the spirit hammer, that's a whole different thing for a whole (laughs) different podcast. Um, fifth grade one and they deserved it. Um, but I love, 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 that I actually had a like a humbling moment because I was nervous about instilling um, this character award type thing because that's that's what it's for. It's not for their accomplishments. And in fact, I've advised the teachers very specifically, if you notice that the students are trying to get your attention when they're doing these things mm-hmm. because they know there's a prize to discount that from their decision. So that's sort of a cultural thing we've built in as we're praising their characteristics. There's even an overview of that of like, make sure that they're doing it for God and not for the reward, Mm -hmm. right? Mm. Um, So that's a really cool thing because I love seeing the surprise on the kids' faces. But then something that surprised me that I really, really love, and I just, I want to shout out every single lower school student because they're amazing. And this definitely wasn't me when I was in elementary school, 
is I was really worried that it would create, you know, jealousy and hurt feelings and a like, well, how come it's not me? But all I had to do is have like one conversation with each group of students about that and about their heart and about celebrating others and about treating others as more important than yourselves, like that verse said. And that's absolutely the culture. The kids go crazy when someone in their grade is announced. I don't see any jealousy. I don't see any that's tears. Awesome. They just celebrate each other for winning and being an example. And I mean, that's awesome. And we have things like that throughout the rest of the school as well. Like I, I love, you know, the fun ways that we do it in lower school with our themes, but like even in upper school athletics, we have the warrior heart award mm -hmm. and things like that, where yep. we're celebrating Christ-like character, even in the other things where there are practical accomplishments, there right. are trophies to be won, but we're saying, yeah, that'd be great. Look, if we won state, cool, we get a banner. That'd be awesome. You get a ring, I guess. Neat. But for the individual student to receive that personal praise, to mm -hmm. receive that special notice of, dude, you looked like Jesus Christ in this moment. Mm. Like, I think we're building a yeah. culture here at Liberty where that's valued more than the prize. Right. Yeah, and I just wanted to share a few ways that I have seen this. I've seen families do this really well, and I'll try and run through them quickly, but my prayer is that it would spark some creativity in our parents and in our families that there's, again, just like a joy and freedom of this responsibility of stewardship, but that you get to have creativity in the way that you come alongside your children and encourage them in the things that they um, are good at. And so a couple of ways that I've seen this done well is on a very basic level, just daily conversations of the things that you see in your kids. And so really looking for what are, what are the things that you're saying along the way, just throughout the day-to-day life mm -hmm. that bring out the best in them? How can you really look for the things that are great in them and praise them for it so that they see, oh, this is something that I should be continuing to do. Mm. Um, another thing that I've seen done really well is just reminding your kids of their stories. I think this is something that I've seen my parents even do of the older that I got them just telling me different stories of whenever I was little and my not like things that I did or accomplished or was funny, but things about my character of being like court, like when you were little, if you had the last candy that was your absolute very favorite, you would offer it to somebody else, you know, and just little, oh, yeah, yeah, sweet, but just little stories that they have from throughout my childhood that they would remind me of. And that would really spur me on of like, okay, is this something that God has called me to do? Who am I supposed to be? And remind me to walk in that path. Yeah. Another thing is um, that we've kind of all been a part of for different students too, is just creating milestones. And in one of the ways is kind of like this rites of passage and just another podcast plug. There's a podcast called intentional family podcast that is really, really good um, with two guys that have written books about family discipleship, but there's one called rites of passage where they go in depth of really interesting wild ways that they have incorporated this into their family. But we've seen a lot of people when, you know, their kids turn 13 or when they turn 16 or 18 or whatever that um, age is that they make that a milestone and bring in different men and women in their life family members, teachers, whoever it may be, coaches mm -hmm. that come together and have a meal with them and just speak life into those kids. They write letters to them that then the parents can bring to their kids when they're walking through a difficult time. So the high schooler that experienced the breakup that mom and dad can come alongside and be like, yeah. I know you're questioning who you are right now. Hey, read this letter that your coach gave you at your 16th birthday and just be reminded of what we see in you and the, in the man that you are, the young woman that you are becoming and um, fix your eyes back on 
Jesus Christ and who he's made you to be. And so that's just something else that I have seen has been really beautiful. Um, and then just the last one that I'll share is uh, a life plan. And this is actually something that we have incorporated into one of our Leadership Academy activities because we see there's so much worth in it. Um, but my, from a very young age, like early middle school, maybe actually it could be lower school. Um, my parents had me start creating this life plan where I would write just a blog kind of style uh, list of what I wanted my life to look like, of what I wanted middle school to look like, even what I wanted to accomplish, some of those worldly things like upper school, what teams did I want to be on? What kind of grades did I want to make? What kind of school did I want to go to? And every few years, they would have me rewrite this. And um, it was really fun for me to do. I would even talk about what kind of grandparent I wanted to be. And it's very hilarious to look back at now. Quick question. What kind of candy would you have in a bowl as a grandparent? Uh, Mine's caramel. So, like unwrapped caramel? No, 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 no. Like the little caramel ones. You know those little. Uh, like every grandparent has like a yeah, candy bowl. I know, I know like the hard candy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, caramels. Mm-hmm. Like they always have them in their purse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little strawberry ones. You know. That's that, what you would the, do. Yeah, the wrapper looks like strawberry mm-hmm. on the outside, but it's garbage on the inside. Yes. No, so Sam, it's garbage. I feel like yours garbage. would be <laughs> jelly beans mixed with the Harry Potter jelly beans. Uh, that's called Bean Boozled, and I combined it with Uno, and it was called Beano. I'm a genius. Move oh, on. Wow. Okay. Sorry. Anyways, um, but my parents would revisit that. And it's been so sweet to look back at because from a young age, they were helping me create vision. And even though some of it was probably ridiculous and they probably were like, I'd like to edit out this thing that Courtney thinks that she wants to do. um, It just helped them have an awareness of where is it that the Lord has even put on Courtney's heart already of where she wants to be headed? How can we come alongside her and support her in these things? Mm. But then how can we shape some of those dreams into a biblical worldview to where if she starts walking away from them, even if she's like, Hey, I don't want to go to college anymore. I want to marry my high school boyfriend or, you know, what, which I didn't too, but whatever crazy scenario could have happened that they could have come alongside him and like, Hey, for 10 years now that you've had this dream of going to college and doing these things, like, let's talk about this. But really, it helped for them as parents come alongside me and create that biblical worldview. And now as a 27-year-old, as Sam pointed out, um, it is so cool to look back at all of those life plans and see how much of it has come to fruition and how much the Lord has been um, just so faithful to provide things for me that I was not deserving of, but that He put on my heart at a young age. So, we have covered a lot of really good ground with this, and we just kind of want to bring this to an ending because, look, we are aware that students are not going to succeed at everything that they set out to do. And that is a huge part of this as well, as we're shaping students, as you're shaping your kids to be Christ-like in their character, they also need to know how to fail well. So mm. how should mm-hmm. we respond when our students don't succeed, when they fail a class, when they lose a big game, when they even get into trouble at school. They, they did everything they could. They reached for it and they just didn't quite make it. Is there a way to push them to do better, which we should all be doing, without making them feel like their personal value is connected to their accomplishments or their failures so that they're not defined by those mistakes, by those, you know, what can we do to handle those situations well? Yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, And I think it starts with us um, as parents. And even if like you don't have a child um, of of kids that you have influence on, that you're around, that they see you as an authority figure. And I think a big thing is uh, checking our heart of, do we treat them differently when they are succeeding Mm -hmm. or failing? Um, Like, does your child have trepidation whenever they did 
fail that thing of coming to you? Are they going to think that they're going to experience the wrath mm -hmm. of dad mm -hmm. um, if they failed here? And so now they're going to try to avoid you when you come home, right? Like yeah. that's, yeah. that's a big thing uh, because Didn't we mean. see in Hebrews that um, our father says that we can approach the throne of grace with confidence. Mm hmm um, knowing that Christ has died on our behalf, that he was a sacrifice for us, that we don't have confidence in our performance, but in the one who died and rose again for us. Yeah. And so when my boys, when we do have to do discipline, I have to try really hard, and I've tried really hard to let them know that I want them to come to dad when they mess up. Yeah. I don't want them to run right. and go to their room when they mess up because yeah. they're afraid of the consequences that I'm going to give them, right? Like I want them to see me as dad loves me. And so when I mess up, I'm going to go to him. Mm -hmm. And so how do you do that? Well, you got to check your heart that you're not disciplining out of anger or frustration, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, but knowing that this is a good gift of God that you have been given uh, a responsibility of shepherding and caring for. And so how you respond to a kid's failure can be, again, like what Courtney said, is a turning point. Mm -hmm. I, I want to make that consistent in the life of my children. And I want our kids at school to be valued in, in that way, too. I think a really big thing is that how we respond really does reveal what we value. Yeah. I've heard it said, too, that like really the only thing that your kids need to know in life is how to depend on the Lord. Mm, and. Yep coming back to that statement a lot probably as a parent one day. Oh, yeah. But um, the reality of that statement too is that they are going to have to fail and they're going to have to suffer to get to a point where they realize the one thing that they need in life is Jesus. Mm. And so just a, this could also be a whole nother podcast, but just a plea to parents of sometimes you have to allow your kids to get to that place of failure or yeah. to get to that place of suffering. Um, and then like Taylor was saying to come alongside them in it and show them what do you do now? Mm. Um, but oftentimes I think it's again, just trying to protect our kids from even ever experiencing that mm -hmm. instead of teaching them, Hey, here's how to depend on the Lord through this season and not be fearful of what, the consequences are going to be or um, what's to come because of this. And that highlights another potential consequence, maybe the biggest potential consequence of leaning too far towards emphasizing achievement and accomplishment and success is that um, indirectly you're kind of instilling in your kids that they have to earn love. And that is literally the opposite of the gospel. It is, you know, mm -hmm. pointing them away from the undeserved grace we receive yeah. from Christ mm -hmm. And if they get that feeling, even if that's not your intention, I mean, it's all of our jobs as either parents or pastors to shepherd students, to shepherd kids mm -hmm. well in a way that they know that we could never possibly earn God's love. We get it as a free gift. And the same should be said for us about each other. I mean, that's mm -hmm. a culture that is centered around Christ. I mean, a major difference between worldly success and achievement versus biblical character like we're talking about is you can gain character from failure that's why you can learn from your mistakes you know it's the whole like what do you do when you fall off the horse you get back up you get so much life lessons from the failures um, and it's how you come back it's not about what you do it's about what you do next that really defines who you are that's a biblical thing and if you're leaning too far towards the success and the worldly achievements and accomplishments, then failure is just seen as something to avoid at all costs. And it defines you when you do it. And that's who you are. And it will prevent you from growing in any kind of way. Mm. So just to wrap this up and to bring it all home, um, the continuation of our key verse we mentioned earlier about how we're defining biblical success as pressing on towards Christ and using him as the measure of success 
is Philippians 3. This is Paul speaking just a few verses later in verses 12 through 14, and it says, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection. And I want to pause there to remind everyone listening, look, please don't mishear us as saying that we have all the answers, and especially parents like, um, I'm not a parent. Courtney is not a parent. <laughs> Taylor's a parent. His, his kids are young. Like we have a lot of life experience. Mm-hmm. So please don't mishear us as saying like we have it all figured out and we're telling you what to do. You know, this is coming from a place of humility and just biblical encouragement. Mm-hmm. Um, the verse goes on to say, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. So forgetting those failures. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Jesus, is calling us. I love that. That Mm -hmm. is the definition of success is when you reach the end of your life. We all know the classic phrase of you can't take it with you. You can't take your money. You can't take your trophies. None of the things that we accidentally emphasize down here on earth as success will be in the kingdom only the things that we've done for Christ. And I'm going to paraphrase a Bible verse that says, when we get to the kingdom, that we'll all receive a crown of glory for finishing the race, like we just read about, and that we'll place those crowns at the feet of Jesus. Well, that's the reason that we do things to glorify Jesus down here on earth. Because when you get to the kingdom, you can present that to Jesus as a gift, right? So my old pastor had a phrase of saying, you're adding jewels to your crown. Now he was saying this, because me and the other interns that were working at the church at the time had to move all of the chairs out of the sanctuary every <laughs> single Sunday to get it ready for that the youth group. That happens to be every time I and, hear it's something yeah, like that too. Yeah, yeah, it's always it's just another jewel in your crown. Mm-hmm. It's a and the way he said it too bothered us because he was like, "It's going to be a chair shaped jewel in your crown." <laughs> oh way. gosh! And I'm like, "Yeah, Jesus is going to be stoked about that." Um, but really, it is a good way to think about it of, I mean, whether it's excellence in sports, whether it's success in your business world with your grades and academics, whatever it is that you do, do it excellently for God so that one day the gift of our life that we've been given by God, we can present it back to him and say, mm-hmm. look what we did for you and for your kingdom, not for ourselves, mm-hmm. because that's our heart for all of your students that when we all reach the finish line one day, we can present him with the prize, not say, look what we did. Mm-hmm. So we just wanted to thank you guys so much for uh, listening and, and coming along the ride with us on talking about what is success and redefining that. And uh, our hope is that uh, you guys as a family would be able to come together and as parents um, that you'd be able to evaluate what you place as important. Uh, and so a good way to identify what that is, is just asking yourself a simple question of what is occupying my time? What occupies my thoughts? Where do I spend my money? Where do I spend my energy? And where do I spend my focuses on asking my kids, like, how's it going? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, how's, how's school? Like, how are, like you, you can find out what you think is important by what you have questions for. And again, um, reach out to Courtney.Crenshaw yes. at mylcs.com if you have any concerns yeah. about anything. <laughs> really, any about. questions about anything. Um, man, she's just a wealth of knowledge. Um, she knows a lot about the Nancy Drew video game series. So That's even if true. you're looking for That's accurate. tips and tricks, if you're stuck on a certain level. I'm, um, I'm your girl. Yeah, she would love to offer you advice of success in that area. What an achievement. Thank you. That's so good. Yeah, congratulations. And we hope that you join us the next episode as we continue our conversation about culture at Liberty Christian School. Adios. Bye. 
Thanks for joining us on the SLT podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to contact us at spirituallife at mylcs.com. Well, again, I just want to uh, praise you guys. Um, we kind of saved this as a surprise for the end of the episode. Um, but one for all of us as a team is a little known fact here at Liberty Christian School is oh, we are nervous. the three-time state champions um, for spiritual life. That's true. Yeah, Liberty Christian School is, you know. Going we for our fourth year this year. Win state right. every year. Yeah, it could be four in a row. Our banners, they're ordered. They're ordered. They just haven't been hung up yet. Yeah, yeah. They're, they keep getting lost in the, you know. So we're trying to stay humble, yeah. you know. You know. And then, I mean, where do you hang them? Because you don't want to outshine, you know, the other stuff. But, right. But, but just know that we are back-to-back-to-back champs. Yep. Humble brag. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm.